Dick said, Come to me, baby. Here is something red and blue. You can go up in it. Jump in, jump in. Sally said, See me go up. See me go down. Up and down. Up and down. See me go. Dick said, Come, Jane. Come and play. Come and play ball. Jane said, Oh, Dick. I cannot find the ball. Come, Dick, come. Come and find the ball. Dick said, I see it. I see the big ball. Jane said, Oh, Dick. I want the little ball. Find the little ball. So my six-year-old daughter just read this to me not too long ago. She's learning to read. And before you guys call CPA on me and think I'm some pervert trying to introduce my daughter to some weird porn industry for children, this is a book that was written 60 years ago. Well, more than that now, right? 70 years, 70, 75 years ago in the 40s. So it's Dick and Jane. But if you add anything, if you make anything plural in here, right, if you make any noun plural, it has a whole different meaning. Dick said, come Jane, come and play. Come and play balls. But then if you put with in there at some point, whatever Englishy word that would be, uh, with, would that be a conjunction? No, conjunction? I don't know. I'm, a, I'm an English teacher. I don't know this. But the idea of you put, come and play with balls. Oh, Dick, I cannot find the balls. Come and find the balls. Then Dick says what? I see the big balls. And then she says, I want the little balls. Find the little balls. That's classic. That is classic literature. And what do we read our kids today? How do they learn to read? My daughter's also doing, you know, Dr. Seuss, which doesn't have any dick and balls in there. But Dr. Seuss is, is it's a tongue twister. A lot of those cat in the hat, one fish, two fish, blue fish, red fish, whatever the hell, whatever it is. You know, they're, they're more tongue twisty, uh, getting the kids, uh, I guess, bigger words. And then you have the picture books that we read to our kids with happy bears and moose and shit like that, which is completely a falsehood of reality because bears are evil animals that will rip your gut out while you're still alive and eat it before your dying eyes. Moose are treacherous beasts that will, I've talked about this before, but you know, Dick and Jane, what happened to the innocence of Dick and Jane? And she's also learning, she's learning to read. She finished the whole uh, anthology, it seems like. Dick and Jane and Friends, a treasury. That's what the book's called. Uh, and again, it's sweet. But look what we've done to the word Dick. Look what we've done with poor Richard. Uh, it's, it used to be a fairly normal name. And now it's just comical. And it still, it still makes you laugh because I'm a fucking, I'm a teen, I'm a immature. I'm a teenager. I'm a 13-year-old boy trapped in a horrific 41-year-old body with spider veins uh, on the edge of my nostril that's what i've become that's what society has become but it's it's still sweet it's still sweet if we just see it as sweet they have a dog in there named puff or a cat i think the teddy bear's name is tim uh they're eating cookies it's wholesome it's what this country used to be wholesome not a bunch of pussies walking around there uh walking around just kind of getting angry at whatever they want to get angry at and I, it, is it because we are, we're a soft society? I'd say, yeah, yeah. We're at the precipice of demise, right? Every empire, every great empire, even though America's young and it's still in its infancy, infancy compared to all these other countries out there and democracies, 
uh, we're, we're I think at the precipice of pussiness going just down in that into that dark hole no pun intended but going down that that bad place towards the bad place the inferno of of being a pussy right and and we're kind of hyping it up it's okay to be a pussy now it's okay not to be tough uh and i'm not saying we all have to be tough but i think we got to be tougher especially mentally man i'm not saying physically but just get tough with shit uh and is this what's who's at fault the media in my mind is a massive role player in pussyfying the country and in the world to a certain extent we're just way too closed off way too closeted way too uh, uh i guess willing to read everything in terms of reality making it making it reality through false headlines uh because it's not reality this is, it's all falsehoods it's all blown out of proportion it's all this sort of culture of fear that is being positioned in front of us constantly but i would say yeah the media outlets because they want viewership you know the whole journalistic technique if it bleeds it leads um is is a standard for journalism and it still works you know the most horrific things in life war famine disease that's the first thing we see on the nightly news which no one watches anymore no one watches the nightly news anymore we read on twitter and facebook and instagram posts that's where we get snapchat that's where we get our shit from we get our news from these little clips and little, uh, like I said, taglines, headlines, uh, kind of uh, uh, reeling us in, right? The clickbait, things like that. And it's just, it, it, again, it, it is pussifying us. And not just teenagers, not just the kids these days, which they completely are, uh, uh, but adults too. I've noticed adults my age that I grew up with. I'm like, what? Do you, what? Why are you so scared of this shit now? You didn't. We weren't scared about it yesterday or the day before or last year, but now we are. Now we have more creeps out in the world, which probably there might be because they're they're in the same world we are of, of being a voyeur, just watching things happening in the world and not doing anything about it or not doing anything for themselves, just constantly watching through this sort of uh, clear window in front of our face, right? Where we're willingly putting ourselves into this mainstream. Or willingly putting ourselves into this massive media uh, gauntlet of of things to see, right? So we are we're all voyeurs to a certain extent, uh, and you know the maybe there are more creeps out there trying to uh, fuck your kids. Maybe there are more people trying to steal little Bobby and Sue or Dick and Jane uh, from from their front yards, while not not under the watchful eye of the parents all the time. Maybe that is happening. I don't think it is. Uh, I believe the whole Halloween candy scare, you know, that was something that was created in, what, the 1920s or whatever? But that, that the people that you go trick-or-treating, the houses you go to go take your kids trick-or-treating, if people do that anymore? And again, if I've said this before, I don't give a shit. I'm doing it again. If you go trick-or-treating, you take your kids trick-or-treating, you're going usually where? You're going usually, ideally, around your neighborhood, the place where you live. I know some fucking parents take their kids to the posh neighborhoods uh, where they can get full-size candy bars and all that shit because they don't want their kid to have a bad time. They don't want their kid to have bad candy. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're, if we're normal parents and normal citizens of the world, we take our kids around where we live because we do enough shit for our kids already, don't we? We have to drive them 45 minutes to fucking basketball practice twice a week and on a Friday. Um, and we, 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 we sign up for classes. When there's not a class during a season, we got to find them a class for a season. 
if there's no uh, scheduled event happening for a kid that weekend, we have to go find those events, don't we, parents? We have to find those events for our kids because kids cannot be alone. Kids cannot be bored. Kids cannot fucking figure out what to do on their own anymore. And I'm including my own self with that. I'm one of the parent of the modern age, right? I have two kids who are hopefully going to function as adults at some point in their lives because that's the biggest goal I have as a parent is to make my kids have be functional adults. And I'm sorry, my children, but you're not going to have this uh, luxury of having a bunch of money for college if you choose to go because we can't afford college anymore. We don't have $97,000 for you on the outset when you turn 18 and graduate from high school. We don't have that. You're going to get a beat up fucking 2007 Subaru or 8 Subaru for your 16th birthday for your car. Sorry, it's just going to happen. Or a 2005 Nissan Frontier with a fucking crack in the windshield that I I have not fixed yet. That's going to be your future. That is going to be something I can hand down to you and your parents will hand down to you. But is it better than what we had as a kid? Maybe. Maybe. You have some money for college. We put a little bit of that away. What we could stash you know, through the jobs that we've had and the shit and the grind that we do just to sustain ourselves, you know, as a family. Yeah, we, we will. You'll have better than us. That's the goal, too. Right. Isn't it, parents? That's the goal is to make it better for them than it was for us. And I, I guess we're we're achieving that. But I don't know. I don't know. I just see the world going in not a, such a good direction. And yeah, of course, people who know me, I'm the, I'm the bitter old man throwing fucking uh, uh, or feeding squirrels on a, on a park bench. Right. I, I'm that grumpy old Clint Eastwood figure drinking a Pabst on the por- front porch and looking at uh, uh, others in, uh, passing by the neighborhood who weren't established in that neighborhood until last year after the housing market crashed and they're able to afford a house in my neighborhood. I don't know. I'm that person. I'm that bitter, angry old man, and I'm 41, and I'm going towards that more every day. And that's okay. That's just who I am. So please don't hurt who I am. Don't take away the core of who I am. And again, the culture of fear, sure, I think it's a media thing. Um, You see it on every commercial. You know, I've taught this many times in small fucking community colleges that no one attends anymore or because that's too expensive. But no one listens. I mean, anyways, but I've taught it before. Culture of Fear, there's a great book. I think it was called Culture of Fear. Can't remember the guy who wrote it. Some USC professor, I think. And it just, it's just—it's a little outdated, a little antiquated. Uh, I think it was from the late 90s, but it had an updated version from the 2000s. And things have changed drastically since then, right? In terms of the, you know, the, the pussyfication and the sort of PC culture that we have has massively changed even in five years. I was watching videos of Triumph the in- Insult Dog. If you guys remember him from the Conan O'Brien show, and I think he kind of uh, went out on his own on Comedy Central or something. But... Triumph the Insult Dog. Is that his name? Triumph the Insult Dog, right? Uh, he is hilarious. I mean, this is only five or six years ago this video came out, and he's just completely non-PC. I don't know if, if he is now more uh, edited out with his content. I don't know if he is still monitored a little bit more by executives of whatever station he's on to make sure he can't say certain things. But uh, it, again, watch anything from five, six years ago, circa 2014 or 15, and even go back fur- further, 2005. And shit, if you want to really have a nice rabbit hole uh, Netflix uh, night, go uh, go to the 1970s movies or 80s. They're hilarious because they just they were able to say shit that is still fundamentally true stereotypical sure gender specific yeah 
right? But true, right? All the cultural relevance and uh, uh, is still there today, right? Uh, all the taboos and the mores and the shit we can't say anymore for whatever reason because they have become, like I said, too taboo to even say something about someone's color of their skin or what kind of dick they want to suck. You know, it's, we can't we can't do that anymore. So again, I implore you, go watch old stuff. You know, again, go. Oh, you don't have to go back far. Five years. That's all it is. Five years. You notice to see shit. Whoa, whoa, ho, ho, ho. Can't say that now. Ooh. That is not going to go over well with the mainstream. That is not going to go well with the kids of these uh, of today because they're too they're too sensitive. Kids are too triggered, right? I have a son who's fucking triggered. Now his new nickname that I gave him is a uh, Martin Triggs. Uh, if you don't know, that comes from the Lethal Weapon uh, series. Uh, what do they have? Three of them? Four of them? Uh, Martin Riggs, right? Uh, he was the crazy Mel Gibson character, wasn't he? Not very PC with what he does with mental illness. They didn't talk about PTSD, did they, in Lethal Weapon, when he was breaking Gary Busey's neck? Uh, no. They didn't talk about that at all, because it wasn't a thing back then. Men were tough. Men had craziness. Men had mental ailments. Men were fucking crazy in terms of clinically insane. And we just let them go day by day and become a police officer with a deadly weapon, with a lethal weapon. So now my son's Martin Triggs. Uh, whenever he just kind of flies off the handle, can't untie his own shoe, and starts freaking out, starts yelling at something that he doesn't need to be yelling about, meaning like brush your teeth, wash your hair, clean yourself, you know, he fucking gets triggered. Not in a, not in a PC way. I say, oh, you can't tell me what to do, Dad. Uh, clean is just another oppression of, of, of white privilege or oppression of white privilege, uh, being clean is white privilege. And since I am white and extremely white in that regard with blonde, shockingly blonde hair and blue eyes, a very picturesque, sculpted idea of the Aryan nation, right? Which is my son. My daughter didn't get that as much. She's more Jewy looking. <laughs> I don't know. That's not true. Uh, but she has brown eyes and darker hair. Anyways, um, and the poor girl looks like more like me. Uh, but in that regard, you know, he's not, he's not, I'm not saying he's politically correct. He's just, he's 14 and he's, he's a dick. He's 14 and he's an asshole and he just gets triggered. But is is it that, is that what we're at now? Just the idea of this this is what we do is just kind of go, we hear something that doesn't agree with our own personal perception that doesn't agree with the environment that you grew up in or the environment that you saw outside of the screen in front of you. Uh, something you may have viewed, uh, some cultural revolution or some cultural activist or just activist in general on some YouTube station. Is that what you're now getting triggered about? Is that the world is, is vastly changed from five years ago? Six? No, it's not. It's the same shit. It's the same shit. Now we just have the ability to say things about it because that's all we have is our little computers and our microphones and the same stuff I'm doing. And we have the ability to shed our light and shed our ideas and ideals of what we think is correct to everyone else. Right? That's the sort of, like I said, the voyeuristic panorama that we have right now. Right? We know we're being watched and we like it. And since we're being watched so so much... Just think about those fucking Orwellian eyes, right? Watching everything that we're doing. Since we are being watched, I think we believe that we can get viewership from being overly PC or being overly leftist or rightist or whatever, right? 
if you want to go alt either way, alt left, alt right, I think that's a it's a it's a sign of the times now that we can get viewership, we can get likes, we can get comments, we can get tags, right? That's the new world, and it doesn't just happen on a you know, you know personal person to person basis. Right? It happens just one person doing one thing that goes out to the masses, and those masses sort of eat a, eat a, gobble it up. Right? They eat it up. Because it's easy now. It's easy. It's easy to say something wrong or say something that everybody's going to agree with either way, and you're, you know you're going to get enough response from it, enough viewership. But, oh well, that's, that's, the, that's the world we live in now. So again, like I said, we're at that sort of curve. If you're going to see us building this sort of mountain of an empire, I think we're at that peak, right? The peak, we're about to slip to the other side. What is it, the lee side of the mountain? I don't know. There's two sides of a mountain. We're going to the opposite side, meaning the downfall. We're going down without a sled. Um, and another thing I've noticed about just the media in general, and we have all this stuff coming out, right? If you're not scared of something, and this is, all, this is not news, but if you're not scared of something, watch the news, watch a YouTube video, click on Yahoo, go to Huffington Post, or Vox, or Fox News. You'll be scared of something that you weren't scared of when you woke up this morning. And now we have what? The fucking uh, contaminated water in California that none of it's clean, right? None of it is clean at all. And you could just Google that. California contaminated water. None of it's clean. Not even in California, but in this country. The entire country, none of it is clean because it has all these fucking chemicals in it. I think they call them forever chemicals. All these forever chemicals in our drinking water that are never going away. And it comes from, I don't know what, fire retardant uh, uh, industries, right? Whatever chemicals they're fucking putting in the, the cow's water supply on the mega ranches that we have out there. Whatever pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, every, any side is out there, right? Is going leaking into our water. We know that, but we just blindly drink it. Is what we're doing at our household making it? We, we buy fucking charcoal for our water. An actual stick of charcoal. And we put it in our mason jar. We fill, fill up tap water. And we put the stick of charcoal in the tap water. And it's supposedly it's supposed to cleanse it. Because that's the old school, what, Japanese, traditional way to do stuff. And again, it sounds like all shit I've talked about before. I don't know. My brain doesn't work well anymore. This is like my 20th episode only. But I think I've probably uh, keep rehashing everything that, that I'm going through. Um, but I don't know. I, and then one of the only places that was safe and free of contaminants all all forever chemicals was in i believe meridian mississippi so if you ever want a reason to go to fucking mississippi for whatever reason you want to go to mississippi uh i guess go to meridian because they their their well water or their drinking water in that city is or town i'm not sure how big meridian is but it's about i think they had to bore 700 feet deep to tap in to the water and that's the only way we can be free of contaminants because all the other wells that we have or public water access, right, uh, it is all subjected, right, to getting, I guess, uh, some sort of chemical contamination, right? I'm, again, I'm not, I'm not a, a watershed management employee. Uh, I, I know nothing of it other than I know that we're drinking shit. And we have been for probably years and years and years. So it's not just a Flint, Michigan problem. It seems like it's a country problem now, right? Across the entire country. Then we got what? The coronavirus? Is that from drinking too much fucking weasel piss beer? The coronavirus, I think it's called, from uh, what? Uh, uh, China? And everybody's up in arms. And I remember years ago, too, what, four or five years ago, there was a measles outbreak. There's an outbreak. Contagion. Right? Epidemic. 
pandemic. There was a measles outbreak at uh, Disneyland in beautiful Southern California, Orange County, right? So there was a, an outbreak, and that's how the media said an outbreak of measles, an outbreak. And out of how many ever, how many people went to Disneyland that day or over that weekend, it had to be what someone somewhere in the hundreds of thousands, I would assume. I don't even know what Disneyland lets in anymore because it's too fucking expensive to go. Um, but I think 450 people, or maybe even less than that, I can't remember the numbers. But there was a minor few compared comparatively to the amount of people who attended and bought $500 tickets to get into Disneyland. There was only a fractional few who actually had measles or were hospitalized or contracted some part of that sickness. And how many people died? None. Not one people, not one person from that outbreak at Disneyland died from measles. And a lot of the people who got it, this is not an anti-vax versus vax fucking thing. I don't give a shit. But the people who got it were more people who were vaccinated. So, it, yeah, viruses fuck you up, right? But this one, the coronavirus, they're saying it's similar to SARS, which happened, what, 2002 and 2003? And it's passed on from fucking animals again. Goddamn animals. So if we want to eliminate disease, we should just kill all animals, which we're already doing. But just fucking lop them off. But now they're starting to say it can be uh, human to human as well. So this coronavirus, which started in China, and it started in a city, well, a country, with, we know what China has. It's a big fucking country. Billions of people, right? I don't know what the last census count was for the population, but it's huge. Large area. But this one now has, I think, infected 450. That's what it was. The fucking Disneyland one wasn't that big with the measles. 450, supposedly, are confirmed cases of coronavirus, which starts off like a common cold. Then it, of course, becomes more pneumonia. Uh, uh, pneumoniac? Is that a word? Uh, you, you get uh, more pneumonia symptoms, symptoms of pneumonia. Then it starts going more respiratory, of course. That's what pneumonia does. But I guess it's, it's obviously, if you're young, if you're older, uh, or a compromised immune system, it's going to get you, right? A little worse. But out of 450 people hospitalized, uh, 17 people have died. 17. 17 out of a country with billions. But even more so, what's more specific to where this outbreak occurred, and I'm saying outbreak, right, with this uh, infection, disease, virus, whatever you want to say, it started in a, in a city of 11 million people. 11 million. That's the amount that lives in L.A. proper, isn't it? I know the county of L.A., Los Angeles County, is like 20 million. But isn't L.A. proper? No, I think L.A. proper is around 6.5, 7 million. But it's even big, 11 million and 17 people have died. Do the math. I'm no mathematician. But do the fucking math on that. It's got to be in the point zero 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 one five six nine twelve, whatever it is, right? That's the, that's the risk. And now there's one confirmed case in the U.S. from a dude who traveled from China to Seattle. So how much fear is going to be in Seattle now? Are we all going to wear those fucking masks? Yeah, we are. Right? Just like they did with SARS, swine, flu, whatever the fuck it was, avian flu, bird flu, all that shit. It's the same thing. Hoof and mouth disease. Never understood that one. Uh, who's fucking sucking a hoof? But th th that's the fear. That's the fear factor. That's the fear mongering. That's the culture of fear yet again. And I'll get the I'll get the title of the book if anybody's interested. I have it somewhere in the garage. Uh, that's another yeah. It's water coronavirus. But what I've noticed lately, just in the fucking suburban privileged pocket, which I don't ever feel privileged in life, never will, uh, no matter how successful or unsuccessful I become. But in my own little safe pocket, 
there's surveillance ev- everywhere. And probably said this already before, but our house has a ring device when we bought it. And I think you know what I mean, ring uh, surveillance camera and, you know, I don't know, is it like a lipstick camera? I have no idea. But you can see people approaching your door. Uh, you could, if you wanted to, but we didn't sign up for it. And I said last time, I never, we will never sign up for it. But just even when I'm walking, man, I could hear those little things. Ding, 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 ding. Do, 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 do. And I know when I'm walking by and this fucking neighbor around us down the street, I'm walking by and they have these little two looking speaker things in their lawn. And when I pass by it, by it, simply pass by, walk by with a four-legged friend and myself, it goes until we pass by. And that, what is it doing? Physically, what is it doing? Uh, is it is it giving out some rays and waves to me? Is it scanning me in unhidden ways? Can it see my balls drooping while I'm walking by? Can it see through my clothes? Is it like an x-ray? What the fuck is it doing? So if those people are at work or in the tanning booth or traveling to, I don't know, Six Flags, um, do they see that? Do they see me walking the dog? And does it alert them? Someone is walking by your house right now. Well, no shit. The fucking sidewalk, right? What if you had that? And you lived in a, a a place that had more foot traffic. Does New York, do New York City townhouses have that? Is there townhouses in New York? Uh, apartment buildings? Do they fucking have the brownstones? Do the brownstones have that? Right? Do they have that on their their, uh, their in their lawns? Or on their doorbell, they could see every fucking person that walks by. You'll never, you'll never rest. It's like that one Twilight Zone episode. You know, would you want to read people's minds? I think in that episode, didn't a guy flip a flip, flip a quarter for a newspaper or something like that, and the quarter land, landed on its side and stood up in that cigar box, which you can't have anymore. You can't pay in a cigar box because that's promoting to children that smoking is a good thing. But he flipped his quarter into a cigar box, got his paper, whatever, whatever it was, and maybe bought a cigar. Fuck, I don't know. Back then, you could do shit like that on the streets. Uh, and it, like I said, it stood up on its side. And for the entire day, he heard people's thoughts. And he was in a crowded work environment at his office, walking down the street of New York, I believe it was, whatever it was, crowded city, city in Chicago, anywhere. And he went crazy. By the end, he heard so many people's thoughts. And everybody said, oh, it'd be awesome to read people's minds. No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. And this is, in my mind, this is a new way to read people's, not thoughts and minds, but to surveil and see what is happening around your house at every minute, every second of every fucking day. And I don't want that. I don't want to know what I'm doing every second of every day. But why would you want to know what's going on outside your house? Well, safety, safety, that FedEx driver might have jerked off on your fucking, your package of uh, 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 wheatgrass. Right or whatever fucking you are trying to be healthy, uh, uh, your whey protein maybe he jerked off on your bag of whey protein because they're e- e- FedEx people are evil and look at that weird strange brown dressed guy dressed all in brown. Uh oh, he's got an ups truck. What does that mean? Oh, it delivered a package on my patio. Do you n- need to know that? We just fucking let him deliver the package. Who cares if they kick the fucking box? Don't order shit that's heavy. Do you guys see that video of the UPS guy? <laughs> I think it was pretty funny. He's just kicking the shit across the street. Or maybe it's a postal 
I think it was USPS, right? My dad worked for the mail, you know, for 37 years, what, 34 years. You get fed up, I'm sure, right? So this post, postal carrier, this postman, postwoman, post thing, it, they, post they, um, kicking this package down the street <laughs> to the door. And I thought it was funny. I mean, if that was my package, yeah, it kind of sucked, probably broke, but get, get insurance. Fuck it. So what do we need to see in our own neighborhood? What do we need to see in our own neighborhood? I mean, there's people that have been called. The cops have been called on their own neighbors. Oh, I see a suspicious man walking by my house. Oh, he turned around. Oh, he walked back in front of it. It could have just some been some poor fucking uh, dude that you don't talk to in your neighborhood because neighborhood, nobody talks to anybody anymore. They've never really spoken a word to or waved at because we're so scared and we just hurry and fucking run inside to our homes and lock the door behind us and turn on the porch light and look through the, the eye hole in the door to make sure no one's coming to attack us or rape us, right? That guy was probably just, ah, shit, I forgot my keys. Turned back, went picked up his keys from the next door, house next door, came back, crossed in front of your in front of your fucking ring surveillance, your fucking uh, eye of Sauron that is attached to your uh, threshold of your door. And, uh-oh, he, the, call the cops. Should I alert the authorities? Yes, alert the authorities. There's a strange, curly-haired man, maybe of some sort of uh, uh, descent that's non-white, maybe Hispanic, maybe Asian, maybe Middle Eastern. Are they both the same? Are they all the same? He doesn't. Is he Hasidic? Oh, shit. He's got weird curly hair. He might be Hasidic. Call the cops. Alert the authorities. Ring. Call the cops. And now I can do that with ring. You can fucking surveil your whole house. And now hooks up to Google Assistant. Looks up Alexa or whatever those are, all those other things. Siri. I mean, it hooks up to everything, right? So we can monitor and we can keep our house as safe as possible when we're not even at home. You could turn on the fucking lights when you're not home by simply telling your computer, your robot, your fucking Space Odyssey robot 2001 uh, to turn on your house. You could preheat your oven with these fucking devices. That doesn't seem like a good idea to me or anyone else, does it? Can you answer me that? Does that even seem like a good idea whatsoever? It doesn't to me. It doesn't. What happened to just locking doors? What happened about just, yeah, that's it. Lock a door. Or not. Is anything, That'd be a good experiment. If we didn't lock doors anymore, would more shit, bad shit happen? Would we get the creepy candy man who puts razor blades in our kids' treats because we don't trust them anymore? We don't trust our neighbors? Will they come attack us? Is there going to be some weird man in a trench coat? Whacking his willy in the in our rose bushes when we get home from the movies after watching fucking uh, another outtake of a uh, Doctor Doolittle is that gonna happen? Is that really gonna happen? No, because I think the great Doug Stanhope said it. Nothing's gonna fucking happen to you. Nothing in your poor pathetic life, whatever he said, is gonna happen to you, right? It's it's just not. Uh, and if it does, you're the lucky one. Shit, you're lucky. Something happened to you. You got a fucking Thanksgiving story to tell. You have something to tell your kids rather than uh, growing up and giving them the boredom and the, the mundane nature of your life as you existed while you raised your kids. You will give them something more than that. You'll have a drive-by story. You'll have a shoot-em-up fucking gang turf warfare story. You'll have a, I got, a, a dude showed me his little chub in, in the rose bush outside our house. Right? We'll have those things. And that's what life's about. Stories, aren't they? Isn't that what life is about? Stories. Oh, I got a story. Uh, over the weekend, took my 
kid, uh, my 14-year-old, to his basketball game. He's playing a youth basketball league, which, you know, traveling league, uh, about, you know, some games are half hour, 30, 35 minutes away, whatever. Uh, some are in town, closer to where we live. But we went a little further away to a little bit more of a smaller, let's just say, town. I would say rural, uh, you know, maybe a thousand person town that's on the brink, on the, on the edge uh, of a bigger, larger uh, type of city, right? Not a huge city, but a lot of farmland around here. A lot of farmland, a lot of heavy cow smells that we get when the breeze is right, which I like. That's what I, that's what I grew up with. Not here, but I grew up with that smell. So I nice there's, there's a nice mix of rural versus urban in certain areas. And this place is, you know, half hour away. 25 miles, 27 miles, whatever the fuck it was. So we travel up there on Sunday during the, of course, it's got to be during the NFC Championship game. Just finished the AFC Championship, able to see the Chiefs move on to the Super Bowl, which you know, I was glad, but I was looking for the Titans to win too. Uh, Derrick Henry is a monster, right? I wanted to see Derrick Henry, see what he could do if he got to the Super Bowl. But it was not to be. It was not to be. So the Chiefs got in. Then we leave, take my kid there. And my wife and I are getting kind of just not bored, uh, but it's, it's hard watching uh, your kids play sports. And again, I'm not one of those dads that's a uh, hurrah. I'll watch the game. I'll give him some pointers. I'll practice with him. I'll go play with him. I think, but I'm not, gonna, I'm not the coach kind of dad. I'm not a coachy dad, right? Could I do it if I wanted to? Sure. I know the games well enough, but I'm not a coachy type. So now we just figured I'll take him to one game, you know, and our six-year-old gets bored. She gets bored, which is understandable. Basketball, out of all the sports he's played, is the best, though. It's quick. There's always action going on. It's a, it's a quick 45 minutes in and out. Boom. Anyways, so I, took a, I, I got the call this week, of course, at the longer game to go take him. So we go up there, travel up there, talking about it, trying to pump him up. All right, do good. Doesn't matter if you guys win or lose, as long as you're playing well, blah, 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 all that sort of fake bullshit. Of course you want to fucking win. Everybody wants to win. Even if you sit on the bench all fucking year, you want to be on a winning team, don't you? You don't want to be on a fucking loser team. But anyways, we're telling, we're telling them the lies of how to be a, a functional adult. It's all about just effort. It's about how you did individually. Yeah, bullshit. Uh, so, but this team's been, I think they only lost once this year so far. And so we go up there. And it's a contentious game. We are, the, the coach already told them the last practice that it's gonna, uh, th- this team is notorious and the area is for bad refing or kind of homer refing, meaning the referees are going to be on the home team in the small gym in that small community. Most people are going to be cheering for the home team, people taking score, uh, the people who are, are uh, collecting fouls and kind of, you know, obviously detailing all the, game, the, the points of the game are going to be more of this honed in with that team like i said homers uh and it was a, it was a tough game they lost right my kids team lost and during the game my kids coach and the other coach this big fat barrel chested man bald whatever big lump of a man probably six four three fifty huge doesn't look like he's ever even played basketball or even ran towards a hoop in his life but anyways, he was kind of a dick the last time they played about I don't know, two months ago or a month and a half ago. Kind of a dick. Him and the coach got into it. And my son's coach is, is kind of an outlandish coach, too. He gets mad. He stomps his feet. He yells at his players, which I kind of like. Give him some fucking ownership for playing shitty. right? But he's not a bad guy. And so him and, this, him and the other coach have some words uh, during the game. Then he had more words during the game. Then you know one of the, uh, the head of the league comes over, tries to calm him down. But just keep, they keep chi- kind of chirping at each other, right? And you can tell the other team is kind of taking on the role of their coach, being the dick. Kids are getting fouled hard on my son's team. 
the other team's kind of celebrating that they're getting fouled hard or like clapping afterwards, not really helping the kid up. No, not much sportsmanship going on between the teams or the team coach and kind of egging his players on to make, yeah, play hard, but foul hard as well. So anyways, that's part of the game too, but it's getting a little out, a little out of hand. You can tell some of the parents on our side were getting pissed. I wasn't. I was just sitting there quietly like usual watching it all unfold. But then after the game, this is where the shit started happening. The coach of both teams start having words while we're walking out of the gym. And parents are walking out, flowing out with their kids and siblings of their kids, whatever. So we have players on both teams walking out. No one's really, none of the players are getting into it, but the two coaches start getting into it. And they start yelling at each other from five, or 10 feet away, then eight feet away, then five feet, then two feet, then right in each other's faces. I'm like, ah, shit, here we go. So all these other parents are around, right? And t- going back to the pussification of this world, not one of them got involved with these two coaches who are fucking yelling like a YouTube video that's about to go viral of, you know, players or not players, but parents fighting each other in the fucking stands of some rival football game, right? In Oklahoma or, you know, some little league coach getting in it with, into it with a fucking uh, upset father who couldn't make it with baseball. He made it, maybe made it to the minor leagues for a season with the Tampa Bay uh, Devil Rays organization, but never could quite get to the ranks of major league so now he's bitter and disgruntled and he's an alcoholic and he's hopped up on some opioid sitting in the stands watching his kid who's going to be a lot better than him in life get called out on strikes and so that parent gets upset not with just the umpire but with the coach of the other team because he simply claps that the pitcher has struck out his golden child right we see those all the time and i didn't want that situation to happen so out of all these fucking parents that are there, who's the one that gets in between the two coaches? You guessed it. Fucking domestic douchebag. Suburban Josh, right? I'm the only one that gets between these two guys. I'm like, all right, come on, come on, calm down, calm down. I kind of put my hand on the coach's chest of our team. Then I put my hand on the fucking big fat uh, uh, squishiness of the other. And this man's a giant, right? He could just like club me on the fucking top of his head with his meat paw and I would be done with, right? I'm not a huge guy. I'm not the smallest, but I'm not huge. So I'm kind of pushing them both back, but they're still talking to each other. And of course, my fucking son's coach puts his finger right in the fucking other guy's other guy's face. And I'm not saying it's a racial thing, but the uh, coach of the other team, he didn't seem to like to have a color, a hand that is not the color of his own skin get poked in his face. And he said, get the fucking hand on, get your finger on my fucking face. And then my coach is talking about being a 51 year old man. I don't have to put up with this shit. The other coach talking about shit and they were kind of getting into it. So I'm kind of the little uh, go between, right? I'm the person right in the middle. I'm taking all this energy from both of them and I'm pushing them both back off. Like trying to stretch my arms, each arm to just get them a little more, they'll give a, give a break. And then I say, we can't do, look at the kids. Look at these fucking kids. They're watching you. And not just these 14 year old kids, who are still, you know, eighth grade, but the siblings of these kids, there's little five, six year olds just watching. What are these men doing, daddy? Mommy, why are these men about to fight? They just played with a round ball. What's going on? Why are we doing that? And I'm looking around. I'm the only fucking idiot getting in between these guys. And then my son after, and then it kind of, it, it, it dispersed eventually. The crowds dispersed. Uh, the the, the kind of anger extinguished a little bit between the two coaches, but they're still kind of chirping at each other when they, once they sort of finally parted ways. And it wasn't because of me, right? But if no one was there, what would have happened? Would they have actually thrown blows, right? Would, have, would they have been rolling on the ground like two pathetic adults fighting over a fucking kid's youth basketball game? Maybe, probably, I don't know. I'm no fucking hero, right? That's not what we're getting to. But I'm just talking about where were the other fucking parents? 
Where are they? They're fucking yelling from the God. They, they live vicariously through their kids at every other fucking day of the week. Right? Whatever accomplishments their, their kid in that basketball game made that weekend. weekend they're going to go on Monday to the fucking water cooler. And they're going to talk about it in their cubicles. They're going to be, oh, my son scored 13. Yep, yep. 13, 10, and 5. Great day. Great day. Might make fucking MVP. Might make all-stars. Might make it. And the other guys, well, my son had 11, 12 rebounds, two steals. So what's better? Defense, offense. I don't know. My son's really an offensive My son's a defensive player. Well, uh, they both need to be on the team. Both MVPs. Possible all-stars. They might make it. They might make it. Instead of me and you playing at the YMCA on Saturday afternoon with our blown out knees and our bad backs, trying to relive our youth and our glory days from high school, our kids can make it. But no, none of those fuckers got in between. It was me, the dad that just doesn't want to live vicariously through my kids. Let them do their own shit. You had a shitty game? Dad, how'd I do? Yeah, not very good, right? We got to do better, more energy, right? Um, don't sugarcoat it. Right? Don't sugarcoat it. But is that it? The parents? Are they now pussies too? Are there, what, why was I the only one getting in between these guys trying to talk some fucking sense? And I'm a nonsensical person. I'm a fucking disaster. Anybody who knows me, I just don't care much about stuff. Uh, yeah, have I gotten dumb fights on fields before? Sure. Right? But I'm usually the one trying to break shit up as well. Even when I went to a dumb a fucking punk rock show a couple months ago, or a couple years ago, actually. You know, people were getting in a fight in the mosh pit. And I'm still, I was still dumb enough to get in the mosh pit. And I still am. So I'm going around getting hit, hitting people on this big fucking old creepy man, you know, with a fucking graying beard. But again, it's fun. I'm trying to relive my youth too, right? Aren't we all? But yeah, I'm the guy who breaks up fights. So I just kind of saw, I was like, all right, this is not good. Kids don't need to see this shit. They know that people fight. But just what the fuck are you guys do? Grow up. Grow up. You guys are talking about being fucking 50-year-old men. Kind of act like it. And I know tempers flare. I know shit hits the fan. I know people get upset. But this isn't a fucking uh, 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 49er Oakland game. This isn't a Chargers Oakland game. Right? This is where people are drinking beforehand heavily. And I'm usually one of them. Right? This is that case. These are two men who ideally aren't drinking before coaching the kids' games. But they're getting that upset. So I'm just looking around. Of course, the first thing my kid says, my son says, is uh, you're, you weren't the biggest guy. Why are you the one breaking it up? Not, not size doesn't matter, son. Size doesn't matter. It's the fight in the dog, right? That's what matters, whatever that saying is. Um, it's not the size of the dog, but the fight in the dog, that's, I don't know. But I was, it, yeah, of course I wasn't the biggest guy there. There's bigger people than me, bigger women than me in, in that area. But no one got it. Again, so I think it's kind of now extending, this pussification extending. It's it, the soft culture is alive, right? It's not, it's not dead. It's not dead at all. Just like lice, fucking lice, right? Of all things in the world that ha has not been eradicated is lice. And why, why, why am I transitioning to that? I don't know, but we've, we've had that scare at our house before. Like, was that a fucking, was that a louse in my hair? Did I just have a fucking lice egg, a louse crawling through my hair because we have two kids who go to school and these other fucking little cretins at school get lice still. Isn't that like a fucking bubonic, bubonic plague era disease or animal? Crustacean? Bug? I don't know what the fuck they are. They're a, a fucking, we have that scare. Now. Ah, shit, is that, is that lice? All right, we got to wash all our blankets on hot water now. We didn't have it. Well, we saw one dead, but we don't, I don't think any of it. We checked all the, we do, we're doing fucking lice checks still. So we're, we're caring about fucking kids basketball games. We're being fucking scared about. Uh, coronaviruses 
and fucking Takati viruses. We're scared about fucking contaminated water. We're scared about our, our foreign neighbor walking by who forgot his keys in his house. And now we called the cops on him. And now he's getting beaten in the middle of the street because he lives next door. But uh, fucking lice. That's, yeah, pour some gasoline on your fucking head. You'll be fine, kid. That's how we used to do it back in the day. Pour some fucking gasoline on your head. You'll be fine. We didn't do this fucking tea tree oil shit. We poured gasoline on our heads. We burned our scalps. We shaved our girls' heads. That's how we got rid of lice, right? That's how we did it. That's how you should fucking do it. Your girls got lice, shave their head. Give them a fucking Bic razor. If you accidentally cut their scalp, fuck it. Let them put some alcohol on it. That's how we should. That's what we got. We got to get back to that. And again, yeah, soft. We're soft. Apu is no longer around on The Simpsons, right? Thank you. Come again. That's a that's a saying I say to my kids still, and now they say it. Thank you. Come again. They don't have the fucking Indian accent, of course, because I can't do it. But Apu, poor loved Apu, who sells squishies in The Simpsons since fucking 1989, right? So for 30-something, 31 years, there's been Apu, but he's no more because we're such fucking pussies, right? We're such babies. And are people really upset with a fucking characterization, an over-characterization of an East Indian or whatever the fuck he's, Southern Indian? I don't even know what, what area of India he's supposed to be from. Uh, are we that bad? Are we that bad now? I mean, again, TV five years ago, watch it. TV 10 years ago. Even worse, 15 years ago. Not worse, but better. But I say worse than what we think is uh, uh, okay to say. What, what is now politically, uh, what we can handle politically, right? Socially. What can we handle now? The core of us. So these poor kids won't grow up with Apu, right? Is Simpsons going to run for another 30 years? No, it's not. Because what are they going to do? They can't do anything. Bumblebee Man will be gone. Fucking Irish Jimmy, whatever the fuck his name is. Willie, he'll be gone. Uh, what's the fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger's character? He'll be gone because he's 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 perpetuating and portraying someone who's from Austria in a bad light, who who's lived in the United States for fifty fucking years, but we still can't understand him. Well, but he was the governor of our country or our state, so there you go. But uh, yeah, so it's it's all going to shit. America, we're on the precipice of pussification. I'm not saying we're dead, but I think we're culturally messed, mixed, culturally fucked up, socially mixed, uh, fucked up, right? We're, we're going down the wrong tubes here. We're going down the wrong rabbit holes. We're going down the rabbit holes that aren't scary anymore. There's no fucking LSD at the end of the tunnel, Alice, right? It's not going to be fun anymore. It's going to be too polished. It's going to be too clean. It's going to be too much like we don't want it to be. We need to have some toughness. We need to have shit that is said wrong. We need to have some controversy. We need to have balls, right? We need to get tough again. We need to have that fucking armadillo fucking skin. But unlike armadillos who just fucking jump when they see a moving vehicle and don't get out of the way, they actually jump into your fucking grill. Trust me, it's true. Armadillos have thick skin, but not if you jump in front of fucking cars. So just take it. Don't be so afraid of things don't be so quick to attack don't be so triggered go watch lethal weapon follow mel gibson's lead right he's crazy and he still has a gun all right that does it for this week i will see you guys on the flip side have a good one